You know, sometimes even I read a story online or come across something that makes my mouth hang open in shock. That actually happened to me on the weekend because it wasn't that long ago here on the show, maybe a month ago, that we were talking about Sasheen Littlefeather. And Sasheen Littlefeather, back in 1973, got on stage at the Academy Awards and accepted an Oscar, well, not really, kind of rejected an Oscar, I guess I should say, on behalf of Marlon Brando. And when she did that, she identified herself as a member of the Apache tribe and then talked about the way Native Americans have been treated. And it was a shocking moment in kind of television movie history. And, you know, she was blacklisted. Her acting career was over. And there was so much discussion about it. And then very recently, the Academy had issued an apology to her. They even had an exhibit with her that they developed at the Academy Museum, which just opened in Los Angeles in the last couple of years. And so there was a real kind of reawakening of this story. And then she had recently passed away which is when we talked about it and how historic this was. And then I read this article on the weekend where two of her sisters came forward and said she lied, that their family is not at all Native American, that there's no Native American ancestry in their family. And it was shocking to read that this has kind of gone on for so long. And, you know, this seems to happen. These stories keep coming up. Notable people identifying as Indigenous who actually may not be. And this kind of once again illuminates how difficult this is. Well, our community contributor, Eric Chapman, spoke with policy analyst Rusty Abbo about this recent trend of stories that we have been hearing about and the kind of policy that creates the opportunity to take advantage of those claims. Here's what he found. I I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, the Trudeau government, uh, when they came into 2015, they started using the term indigenous. Um, And I think the use of that term indigenous on their approach to reconciliation is so vague and broad that it's opened the door to all this self-identification of people proclaiming to be indigenous, uh, you know, having an indigenous ancestor. And that masks the diversity, you know, between uh, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples, because even amongst First Nations, there's like 60 to 80 different, um, you know, Indigenous nations across Canada. But when you use the word Indigenous, right, it it just is a generic term that masks all that difference. So I've noticed it since 2015. And also there was a court case called the Daniels case. The Supreme Court of Canada, um, you know, handed down a decision regarding um, Métis and non-status uh, Indians. And, um, you know, since then, a lot of uh, people have latched on to that case um, to back up their self-identification as Indigenous. So, you know, it's it's part of the um, opportunities, I guess, the federal government is is giving people are doing it to get some kind of advantage, scholarships or, you know, bursaries or, or um, access to government programs. Um, seems to be uh, linked to that, you know, that people are claiming to be Indigenous. Okay, I wonder if we can maybe take a learning moment here to, when you say Indigenous, so 
So when I re- maybe when I refer to you, I should should I refer to you as a, a, a Mohawk person, like specifically when referring to people? Is that what you're talking about? We should we need to be specific when we have these conversations and are dealing with these issues. I would say yes. Yeah. I am a Mohawk person. I'm a member of the Mohawk Nation of Gunawage. Um, so I do have a specific uh, family and and community and nation that I'm part of. So it's not a generic uh, a generic term. And in fact, I think kinship and community are are the bottom lines, right? Um, right. In Indian country, you know, they ask who's your parents or who's your grandparents. Right away, they want to situate you in terms of relationships, right? So right away, they want to know who your ancestors are, your parents. Um, that's a common question. I don't care which nation you go to. They ask that of somebody, you know, if they show up. What are some other policy problems that create this? The federal government controls um, who's recognized as an Indigenous person. Like even in the Indian Act, right? Even on a status card, you know, an Indian status card, it says you're an Indian within the meaning of the Indian Act, right? These are all legal fictions that have come about from the federal government, but they control um, membership. They define who an Indian is and who is Indian isn't. Um, they they have a criteria for determining what they'll recognize as a Métis group uh, or an Inuit group, right? Um, the federal government controls the creation of new bands and new reserves. Uh, it's not First Nations that do that. It's Ottawa that does that. Right. So Ottawa's still doing that today with all this talk of reconciliation and a nation-to-nation relationship. The Trudeau government is still using the the controls uh, in the management systems they have in place um, to decide who an Indigenous uh, people is, are and Indigenous persons. They use the term Indigenous governing bodies, uh, Indigenous governments. Um, you know, this is all new language that's come in uh, really since 2015. But it opens the door, like I said, to people being able to say, oh, I'm Indigenous. Right. Instead of saying, oh, I'm a member of the Mohawk Nation. And right away, when you start to be specific, I'm a member of the Cree Nation or I'm a treaty Indian. <laughs> you know, people can then start saying, well, who's your family? Where do you come from? Right. Yeah. And you need to answer questions. You can't just say, well, that's personal. I'm not going to tell you. Well, <laughs> if you're out there proclaiming that. Right. If you're saying I'm indigenous or I'm a treaty Indian or whatever, then you really need to uh, locate yourself and say, OK, this is uh, this is my relationship. This is where I come from. It's an interesting conversation. That is Rusty Abo, First Nations policy analyst and policy consultant, uh, talking with community contributor Eric Chapman about this issue. And the thing is, I mean, he was citing 2015 and the use of the term Indigenous, but as we've seen now with the case I was just talking about, it happens everywhere. It happens in the United States. And they certainly do not use the term Indigenous, um, and certainly not the way we do here in Canada. So uh, more and more of these cases, it is frustrating situation situation for sure.